This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The Bears lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, opening the season with back-to-back losses. Keep it here as the score team dissects the loss. Plus, we'll have your reaction, too. We are Sports Radio 670 The Score, broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studios. Presented to you in part by your local Hyundai dealers, WSCR Chicago, WBMX HD2 Chicago, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Goffin had a chip shot on the first drive from 40 yards here. It's blocked. Special teams play for the Bears. All the way back to midfield. Tyreek Stevenson got his hand on it. The rookie corner making a special teams play. Welcome back. It is the Great Clips postgame show presented by Tullamore Dew. And that was the hit of the game sponsored by S-Wing Professional Tools made in the USA for 100 years, S-Wing.com. That was a blocked field goal. Things were looking pretty good at that point. I'm David Hall along with Olin Krutz and Patrick Manley here breaking down the Bears. 27-17 loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 27-17, the second straight loss. The Bears start 0-2. I thought that blocked field goal Patrick Manley, you're the expert on special teams. What happened, and how uh, how how do you explain uh, the 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 Tyreek Stevenson getting in there? I think it was Rasheem Green that got the block. Rasheem, yeah. What happened? Rasheem Green got it. If you go back and watch the uh, Minnesota Vikings tape last week, I got to give Coach Hightower some credit. That's right side of the Vikings uh, protection unit on the field goal gave up a lot of pressure. So that's scouting during the week. I believe he changed out William. Go- he changed out a D lineman for an O-lineman because he was so bad last week. So when you're putting a backup guy in, you're going to get run over. And he, he, he exploited a weakness and did a nice job. And I got to give him credit for that. And that's an effort play too. Like, you know, sometimes guys get on field goal block and they take a playoff. But I think it was preaching to them that, hey, you can get home on this. And they did it. At that point, you thought, well, you never know. They could hang yeah. around. You get a play mm-hmm. like that. The game should have been much more lopsided at halftime. The Bears' defense had given up 292 yards, I believe. You don't see often teams only down, you know, one possession or even less with giving up that much, that kind of disparity in total yardage. And yet, they begin the second half. They weren't able to take advantage of the game closer than we thought. But the, the Bucks really didn't get stopped on offense much all day. No, they, they didn't get stopped. They only got stopped when it was time to score touchdowns. They got stopped in the red zone. And uh, that, that's kind of... That is what the Tampa 2 is known for is to give up yardage. Now, not that much yardage, not that much time of possession, but uh, you're either looking for, Pat, they're going to make them go the distance of the field, and me and you know this well, they're looking for a takeaway or they're looking to hold them to a field goal. So uh, that that was kind of working for, not kind of working for Chicago Bears today, that was working a lot of the time for the Chicago Bears defense today. It's just 
uh, like we talk about when it came time to make the plays, whether it was uh, the interception or the Jalen Johnson punching out uh, that ball. I think it was he punched it out from the tight end, and I think the ball popped like 15 yards backwards, mm-hmm. and then we didn't recover it. And on the next play, guess what happens? Mike Evans runs be- runs uh, behind Tyreek Stevenson. It's a touchdown, and and now they're up 20 to 10. So uh, these are the problems with the Bears' defense right now. Can they find a way to make the plays that are there to be made? Yeah, the key to a good team is you you take advantage of that, right? A blocked field goal, mm-hmm. a punched out ball, a, a ball that hits Jaquan Brisker twice in the hands. Uh, and they're just not doing that. And it's um, again, it just this sounds like a lot of post games from last year. You know, it just sounds a lot like what we saw last year. Let's get back to the phone lines three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. The course scores listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit betql.com. Zach is, Zach is in Roselle. Zach, welcome to the postgame show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, you know, I've just been watching the same show for the last 20 days. Yeah, speak into the microphone there, Zach. Let's uh, go to Dave <laughs> is in Forestville. Dave, welcome to the uh, postgame show. How's it going? Yeah, Luke Getzey has to go. This uh, two games in a row now. Last week he had all season. He had all off season training camp to get ready. wasn't ready. He comes out. He teases us in the first series. I thought, okay, I'm drinking the Kool Aid. I'm thinking we're 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 going. The next series, they're off the rails. Where did that set of plays come from? Uh, unbelievable. They never got back. They never got back to where they started. And the other thing is, why do the Bears hate play action pass? Hmm. It's it's like uh, um, it's like they never run it. I never see them run it. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate the phone call, Olin. What's your response to Luke Getzey criticism? You're bound to hear this week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is deserved, right? It's deserved after two games with the way the offense has been playing, the lack of details they play with. We talked about a bunch of things that, that they've been doing or they not doing the things that they are not doing, right? And, and the mental mistakes and as a group that falls on all of them, that falls on Getsy. Uh, the thing I will say, like with players, like, you know, if you call and say it's time for Getsy to go, then you're probably saying that you want Janoko to call plays, right? So who's up next? Uh, who is the guy who would be calling for, for plays for Chicago Bears? Uh, this is what they have right now. They have to get better at what they're doing a little more consistent, get Justin Fields a little more comfortable. They try to go no huddle today. That seems to not help them too much. It helps sometimes, but it didn't. What are they capable of, Pat and Dave? What are they capable of doing this year? I think they have to look at plays like the Claypool touchdown, right? Where Claypool is open, uh, uh, Justin Fields threads the needle, even uh, Cole Komet is running like a wheel on the outside there. He comes open. Braxton Jones is blocking his guy there on the edge, shuts down one of the better rushers, Shaquille Barrett. These are the things, uh, Pat, that the Chicago Bears, for right now, they have to hang on and say, look, this is what we can be. Can we do this more often? Yeah, I I agree. I mean, Getzey hasn't uh, played well. He hasn't coached well. Justin Fields hasn't played well. So who who gets more of the blame? I think the more we get to see these games – you know, evaluate on Monday and Tuesday and really get to see some tape. Who is it? Is it, is it Getzy or is it Fields? I mean, Fields is not playing well either. You, you go back to last week, you get that all 22. He missed a lot of throws. I think he missed a lot of throws again. Is it in how much blame is it on Getzy and Fields? And I think that's what we're going to find out over the week, over the weeks. 
But yeah, you would hope a coach could figure out a way to score more points, get more first downs, but I just I really don't know who is more. Is it gets your fields? I, I just don't know yet. I worry that Justin Fields has regressed, and I worry that that's what yeah. The things that we talk about coming into the season, making the layups and making the easy throws look easier and doing simple better are things that now when things go, fall apart and maybe they fall behind or he is under pressure and everybody respects that, but it, it affects or impairs his ability to do the fundamental things fundamentally well. And the mechanics may get messed up and all of a sudden you can assume nothing about your passing game in an offense that needs to assume a lot for it to work. I, I, don't, I don't know if he's regressed. I, I, what I do know is this. I think they're asking him to do more, and, and I think they're putting a little more on his plate. So he, the, the problem may not be that he's regressed, guys. The problem may be that he's in the same spot, that they have hmm. to go back to the same kind of offense. I think Pat talked about earlier where, okay, we got to go back to where we're running the ball uh, you know, most of the time we're running, you know, quarterback runs, but, but, but why not? Why not give him a college offense? Why not see if he can succeed doing that? Now, the biggest question would be if they did that with him, could he stay healthy? Could he stay healthy through 17 games if we're treating you like a running back slash quarterback? Because right now, we're, we're leaving him in the pocket more, we're having him run the no-huddle offense, we're giving him more reads, more progressions, more plays, more things to do. It doesn't seem like it's going really well. But do you stick with it and hope for the breakthrough? I, I don't know if that's what they're also trying to do. Let's go back to the phone lines. John is in Dallas. John, what did you think of today's game? Welcome to the, sh- the score. Hey, hey, guys, I'm enjoying you. I partially agree with you. Listen, two quick things. First of all, Getty got to go because look at the last play. You don't call a screenplay on those seven-yard line when Justin just was six for six throwing down the field. Come on, man. It's too congested down at the goal line. That was the wrong play call. Jesse needs to go. And then when you think about what they were doing all day, how all of a sudden he looks good first play. And this is the last thing. This is why you defer your kickoffs because you come out with a game plan after adjusting at halftime. They come out and look horrible. They're not adjusting. The coaches are not adjusting. I hang up and hear what you got to say. Hey, John, John, who looked horrible when they came back out? I don't know if it was the coaches. I thought Justin Fields held on the ball and the players didn't play well. I mean, yeah, get, get, uh, excuse me, Getzey can maybe change as, as it goes along. But if I remember that that drive, it was it was more Justin Fields. It, you know, it was on him not looking good. You know, it's 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 funny when you when you think about the end of the game. There, uh, Claypool gets that penalty, backs them up on a wide receiver. I mean, on a running back screen, right? The next uh, Shaquille Barrett's in coverage on that play, and then on the next play, he's rushing. But they run the exact, not the exact same formation, but Pat uh, uh, Herbert's on the same side. He does the exact same action. They run almost the exact same screen, and he reads it and catches it. I'm sure even Coach Getzey has to admit he'd like to have that call back. Mm-hmm. I want to get back to what Olin said about changing the offense or looking at it in a more simplistic way. And maybe it's, he's not progressed. Justin Fields isn't ready to take that next step schematically or otherwise or whatever, but what would be the, besides fear of injury, what would be the any drawbacks in going back to what worked for a very, I mean, it was a magical four to five game stretch last year, guys. Justin Fields and the adjustments they made to, you, you kidded earlier, Olin, about Greg Roman, but when they ravenized the Bears <laughs> offense, 
and he was asked to basically mimic Lamar Jackson, he looked like Michael Vick. And we haven't seen that guy very often or often enough, so I wonder what would be preventing the Bears coaching staffs at this stage of the season, knowing what's ahead and what they've seen in two games, Olin, from starting over or at least going back to that point and saying, if this is what's worked, let's do it again. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what would prevent it them from doing it. I don't know why they wouldn't just start with those concepts, with, with what they see on film that he does well, that gets him going, that gets this offense moving. I wouldn't know why they just wouldn't start there. That, that, that mm-hmm. uh, is fascinating to me, as I'm sure it is to a lot of people, uh, especially when you see the way Justin Fields has struggled. Um, we've heard all the reports coming out of camp. Now, uh, uh, full disclosure, I, you know, I don't go to any of the camp practice, so I don't know, but you heard they were struggling with the pass game in camp. You heard they were struggling on offense in camp against this defense. And you see this defense. I, I know uh, somebody told me one day, they're like, Olin, man, I think the defense is really, really good at camp. I said, well, they're either really good or the offense is really, really bad. So we don't really know uh, why they don't do it. I, I do know this at this point right now, you know, some quarterback powers, some zone reads, some, some offense that, that Justin Fields did well last year, bringing that back into the fold. It can't hurt this offense. Hey, I'm with you, but I was thinking about it. Are they sticking to a plan? You know what I mean? They had an offseason to talk mm-hmm. about it and said, okay, we saw what he can do last year with running the ball. <clears throat> Is that sustainable? I don't know because he can get injured. Let's start mm-hmm. with this. Let's see if we can play from the pocket. Do they have a plan of four games, two games, three games, half a season? That's what I think. That's what I kind of see now or think is what happening. They have a plan. Like, find out if this guy can be our pocket passer who's an incredible athlete, and then we can mix in those runs. And I think they're going to wait for desperation to change the offense if they have to. That's when they're 0-7, like we were talking about, David. And maybe they'll win 10 games straight after that. Back to the phone lines, 312-644-67-67. The plan is revealed. Okay, that's yep. the plan. Great that's one. It. Great plan. Maurice. Hey, this, this post-game show is reaching. Yes, <laughs> well, we are, man. <laughs> hey, come on. You know, it's been a long day. It's been a long season, and it's only September 17th. Maurice, welcome to the Great Clips post-game show. What's up, Maurice? Hello, gentlemen. First of all, uh, hi, Pat. Hi, Olin. I had a great time four years ago, but as a previous caller said, it's the same old crap. Justin Fields is not a quarterback. He made, throughout this game, bad passing decisions in the second quarter. He had a clean pocket. He could have passed. He ran the ball. I can't remember uh, the uh, receiver that was wide open. Second, he's a running back. He runs north and south rather than scrambling and buying time. He doesn't check his receivers, his targets, which goes back to my first statement. He doesn't trust his offensive line. Again, no pocket presence. And you talk about running quarterbacks, they don't uh, last in the league long. You previously, uh, Mr. Haas, stated Michael Vick. May I add Cam Newton and Robert Griffin III. Overall, with 12 losses in a row, the Bears are becoming the laughing stock of the NFL. Have a great show. Have a great day. Thanks, Maurice. Wow. You too. Cheer up a little you bit. Know, 
One thing we do want to do, Pat, though, is like there, there is a immediate reaction to the game, and, and then there mm-hmm. is kind of exactly what happened on the field on film, right? And in the second drive, they do do play action. Darnell Red gets beat pretty quickly by Shaquille Barrett, and there's a sack. Like Justin Field doesn't have a chance there. Then they run uh, uh, one of those uh, wide receiver motions, and they're running a wide receiver sweep with Vilas Jones, and Cole Komet gets dominated at the point of attack. And then on the next play, Justin Fields does hold the ball too long on 30-13, and he gets sacked, right? But that doesn't mean he's not playing. That doesn't mean he's playing good because he is playing bad. But you have to take a look at this with clear eyes and say, okay, what really is going on out there on the football field? And then, and only then, can the Chicago Bears fix the problems that they have. Go ahead, Pat. Yeah, I'm with you. And that's that's what stinks because it goes back to last year again that you know, sometimes you can take a team if you have a stud quarterback or a stud de- defense or something, and you can put band-aids at places, right, for places that are, are positions that aren't playing well or that, you know, you can help out with. But you just mentioned a tight end, a receiver, and a quarterback all making mistakes, and they continue to make these same mistakes, and a, t- and a tackle making the same – not, not a uh, receiver, but a tackle making the same mistakes. And that's just what stinks to hear. And like Maurice said, it's just the same old crap. I think Bears fans are just getting sick and tired of seeing the same old crap happen where you, you can't put a Band-Aid on one situation. It's happening everywhere. Offensive line, defensive line, now we got injuries at, at, uh, at the DB position. Justin Fields is playing the same way. It, it, it is annoying, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it is the same old crap, Maurice. I'm getting a little fired up now because it's driving me crazy. Let's <laughs> squeeze in one more I, phone I call you. from Jimmy, yeah. who was at the game in Tampa, Jimmy, are you a Bears fan or a Bucks fan or just uh, had, uh, had to kill a couple hours at Raymond James Stadium? Well- hey, guys, long-time Bears fan, long-time listener of the show. Listen, I heard you guys talking about maybe going, you know, talking about putting Justin Fields back into the offense that he was in last year. And it sounds to me like, you know, dumbing it down is going backwards. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy is a pro athlete, right? And I'm sick of hearing about, hey, maybe we need, might need to dumb it down. I mean, there's Patrick Manley over there who is a pro, and Olin who is a pro. You guys got paid a lot of money, and Justin Sixon to you know, make a lot of money, but we need to see him excel and not go backwards. So uh, I'm pretty sick of it. it. It was a rough day, but the weather's super nice here in Tampa. I'll hang up and listen, guys. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy. Appreciate the phone call. But, guys, I don't necessarily agree that it's dumbing it down as much as I think it's realizing sometimes you have to take one step back to take two steps forward. And you're also it's it's incumbent upon coaches to put players in the best positions for them to reach their potential, and that might be what it what it represents or requires for Justin Fields. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Olin. Yeah, yes. I, I, I think I think you're right. I, I, I think from what we saw from the first two games that they do have to simplify it a little bit or not simplify. We should put it a different way. Uh, do what he does well. Uh, mm-hmm. Get him going a little bit and, and then mix in the from the pocket concepts. I just talked about the Chase Claypool play, right, Pat? I mean, that is a big time throw that he layers there yes. over the linebackers in between the safeties. Uh, he's got good blocking there on first and 10. I mean, it's not something to be honest with you. I would have called. I wouldn't have called right there in that situation. Yeah, but it's, it's just frustrating because you get to see a series or two a game or three. And that's that's a mm-hmm. successful a game for Justin Fields. We don't get to see a full first half combined with a full second half. And I think that's that's the frustrating part here is that you'll see those flashes. You'll see those throws. And the next thing you'll see is him holding a ball, running around with guys wide open and maybe not understanding the coverages or the concepts. And um, I'm not opposed to just keeping this going for a while on him to see if he can learn, giving him this more pocket offense to see if he can figure it Mm -hmm. out. I think we know what his Mm -hmm. strengths are. We know who he is in that regard. But if you can combine both of those, then you've got an absolute stud. He's Patrick Manley along with Olin Krutz. I'm David Haw here until 5 o'clock taking your phone calls, 312 644-6767 on the Great Clips postgame show presented by Tullamore Dew. Also, we need to thank the fine folks at Aurelius Pizza for kicking things off the right way with a delicious pregame feast that lasted until halftime. I think there's still some leftovers there that Tyler's going to get on the way out. You can download the Aurelius app and start earning rewards today. Visit AureliusPizza.com to order from the location nearest you. Aurelius Pizza, it's the sauce. And we come back, we are going to hear... From Matt Eberflus after this 27-17 loss by the Bears to the Tampa Bay Bucks, They dropped to 0-2. We'll hear from Flusie next on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. We're back with more of the Great Clips postgame show. Great Clips, it's going to be great. Presented by Telemore Dew. When it's game time, it's telly time. Now here are your hosts, Olin Krutz, Patrick Manley, and filling in for Mully, David Haw on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Welcome back to the Great Clips postgame show presented by Tullamore Dew. I'm David Hall along with Olin Krutz and Patrick Manley. Taking your phone calls, 312-644-6767. We'll get to Matt Eberflus in a moment. We have to let you know who's hot and who's cold. Sponsored by Plumbers 911. Plumbing emergency. Call the plumbing professionals available 24-7 at 1-833-PLUM-911. Who's hot? Well, that's an easy one for the Bears. DJ Moore, six catches, 104 yards. Yes, he got on track early with a long of 33-yard and then that reception. He was targeted seven times. Who's cold? Well, he did throw two interceptions. He is the subject of most of our conversation. He did complete 16 to 29 passes, 211 yards, two interceptions, one touchdown, sacked six times. Justin Fields' passer rating was 61.1. So he is the cold one. DJ Moore was the hot one, sponsored by Plumbers 911. Patrick Manley, you had an interesting thing you included in the text. You said that <laughs> last year Justin Fields had two 200-yard passing games, and this year he's already matched that. Is that the good news or the bad news? 
<laughs> I don't know. I was just trying to think of something positive. I'm like, wait a minute. He had he's he's tied his uh, his total from last year, and that, it's embarrassing because that number last year is pretty darn bad. But you know, this is the NFL. It's a passing league. You should be throwing for 250 plus. If you want to be elite, you want to grow. He should be doing that. Um, and he what's 211 and 216? I think the last two games, and um, it's it's just not good enough. But I was kind of being funny about it, obviously, and <laughs> I was trying to look for a little bit of positive in it, but um, you, maybe maybe he can improve. Well, I think that he did have some big moments. The The series before, he threw his second pick six in two games mm-hmm. against Shaq Bear on the screenplay, the, the defining play of the game, essentially. He completed all six on the fourth quarter drive. There, there was progress there, but overall, it's hard to remember that. It's hard for that to mean anything based on the way things ended. But that was an encouraging drive followed by a very disappointing one. Yeah, it's just the inconsistency of it. You know, it's, it's what we saw last year, and we saw flashes. And we're like, oh, he's going to take the turn. You're waiting for the next week. All right, is he going to put it together for three quarters, maybe an entire game? These games look almost identical to what we've seen in the past. Less running now than what they had later in the, in the season last year. But they look the same. He's flashy. He, he's, he, he puts together those drives. And you're like, there he is. Can we get him for the rest of the year and the rest of his career? But – it doesn't seem like he can put it together that way. And Matt Eberflus faced reporters post-game at Raymond James Stadium. This is what he had to say, or a portion of his post-game address to the media. 67 yards on the ground in the running game. How, how much moving forward are you looking for more of a balance in running the ball? So how, kind of helping that offense out just a little bit more, maybe taking some pressure off the Justin. Yeah, you're always searching for that. You really are. Um, you're always searching for balance. Uh, that's when you play winning football. Uh, when, when you stay ahead of the sticks like that, when you have a good running game, it opens up the play action. And, uh, you know, we have to really put uh, the hammer down on that and make sure we do a good job with balance. How do you, how do you answer the inconsistencies with the offense? Great first drive on the script, and then there's six that don't result in anything. And then there's that one where Chase gets the, has a touchdown adjustment. The in between period just kind of felt like a roller coaster. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's all about execution, right? It's about, it's about how we execute. And uh, to me, when you go back and watch the tape, you know, it's about that. You know, it's about guys executing the scheme and, and making plays inside the scheme. And uh, that's when good things happen. That's when you move the ball. And, you know, when you get the ball to special players, sometimes they make guys miss. And, you know, you know we should have scored on the one that was uh, thrown over to DJ. He barely stepped out on the one. Um, but, uh, man, he was trying to score. So, but uh, that's just an example. But, uh, yeah. What's that? Yeah, I have nothing further on that. Just. Yeah, I can't right now. I, I don't. I don't know. Um, it's. 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 Uh, it just. I don't have the answer for that. And when we do, we'll. You know, if we're able, we'll. We'll give you the answers. Um, what's that? We'll cross that bridge when we get there. Cross that bridge when we get there. Um, I don't. I haven't talked to Nate. I talked to him right when it happened. Uh, you know, and then. Uh, I haven't talked to him since then. I, I called him and I texted him, but uh, I have not visited with him yet. Just the familiarity with the offense at that position. We thought it was our best chance uh, in there because he's been playing that spot. He's been the backup. Last one, man. At, at, at 20 to 17 with the ball, what was your Yeah, I thought that, I thought it was really good. I was I was really positive. It was it was I think it was two nineteen. I want to say so we had the two minute. You know, so we were good there. We were planning on running two plays, 
um, there before the two minute. And, uh, you know, so we were going to do that and take the two minute and then go then start driving from there. Um, you know, and I was I was thinking about what if we score quickly, then I got to, you know, the defense has got to step up and make a big stop. And so uh, I was thinking about that as well. Yep. Thank you. That was part of Matt Eberflus's post-game media press conference down at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa here on the Great Clips post-game show presented by Tullamore Dew. Quick reaction, Olin, of what you heard from the head coach and how he explained away this loss. Yeah, it just sounds like he doesn't have the answers. They got to execute. Uh, they got to do the things within the scheme that they have to do, but also the coaches have to uh, improve on their scheme to get these players involved more, to get the ball to guys like DJ Moore. We see Velas Jones once, right, on a sweep. We don't see him again with the kind of speed he has. Uh, we see Chase Claypool on a touchdown. Uh, we just don't see these kind of plays enough, right? And on defense, uh, in, in your scheme, how do we stop these guys on third down, right? How do we get off the field? How do we stop all these big plays we're giving up on third and eight plus, Pat, which the percentages are pretty good that you're going to get off the field, just not mm-hmm. for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, just it was interesting. It was an interesting chat there. He talked about execution, that he's happier with it. You had two turnovers, six sacks, five penalties. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, how was that better? Just That's not be good. Be like, yeah, just say it wasn't good enough. Don't say it was better. I would rather be told as a player, just be honest. Don't sugarcoat it. Just tell me it wasn't good enough. That's it. Right, as long as he tells me, right? I mean, I can see what he's doing in front of the media there, but mm-hmm. uh, you're right. If, if, if he, like, when he gets in front of that team room on uh, Monday morning, he's got to let those guys know that what they're doing right now with the way they're executing, with the mistakes they're making in critical moments, that that is not good enough. Yeah. Back to the phone, score listener line powered by BetQL. Jason is in Colorado Springs. Jason, welcome to the Great Clips postgame show. Gentlemen, Hall. Huge fan, Olin and Pat, uh, professionals. And Olin, you play with intensity. And Pat, you're an Iron Man. Um, I, listen, I got to call you guys to task. Um, the la- I've been on hold for an hour. The last maybe 20 minutes, I've heard you come around a little bit um, on, on um, holding the team accountable, um, getting upset, getting frustrated. You guys are hosts. Um, you're you're paid, but uh, come on, you got to be frustrated with what's going on here. You can't tell me you've seen anything better from Justin Fields than you've seen for the last year and a half. You know he's he's been in the NFL for three seasons now. Are you seeing anything better? Why why do you make an excuse, Olin? You're saying um, twelve games, thirteen games that you need to see Justin mm-hmm. Field continue to play before you make a change. See what you have. Jason, who do you want to see if I think if we take Justin Fields out? Who do you want to see? Hey, something. who do you want to see if I take Getsy out? Who do you want to call plays? Same thing, Olin. But who, but but the it, they're thing. not on the street. You can't just get them from anywhere. You got to have somebody to put hey, in there to replace them. What do you have with Beijing? You got to have a plan. We just can't fire everybody. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go all in on on the Tennessee game preseason game, but you've seen somebody who was um, decisive who anticipated mm-hmm. routes, who was Against the Tennessee's fourth who, defense. Yes, I did yeah. see that. Against the Tennessee mm-hmm. – against no, guys who aren't in the NFL right that. now. I did you see that. You have not seen that with, with Justin Fields. You have not seen anybody – You're saying we've never seen that with Justin Fields? We've never seen him play well? With anticipation, knowing with routes. You know what? 
it's it's frustrating with you because mm-hmm. I know you play with intensity and it, mm-hmm. it's listening to you guys talk. And again, I've got great respect, Haw and and mm-hmm. Olin, when you lined up over mm-hmm. the ball with intensity. But I hear you guys talk, and it's mm-hmm. making an excuse. How are you not upset, Pat? I heard you finally, um, and and you were apologetic for it. You were apologetic for having passion, being frustrated watching this team play. This is the exact same team that I have seen, we have seen for how long? It's, it, there's no change. You want to push a reset button and you want to see something completely different, but we don't. We don't see that. And, and you're apologetic. You're, you're radio hosts. You're, you're on the air. You're hosting a show. You're going to keep your job. Keep your job with a, a, a take that is going to hit home with the fans. Don't be apologetic. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you what, Jason. I'm going to give you my take. I'm going to give you exactly what I think about the team. You know Please what I mean? Do. That is exactly what I think. It's week two. You want, you want us to fire everybody at Hallis Hall in week two? No. It's week two of this season. It's week mm-hmm. – somebody – it might have been um, uh, Molly who said – or it might have been you, Hall – it, this this is like last week was like week 18 of the 2022 season. It was the same thing. Yeah, that was me. Nothing Thanks, Jason. I, Jason, Nothing we appreciate where you're coming from. We we, we mm-hmm. accept any criticism. I'm just speaking for myself that you provide. I don't put myself in the same category as you guys, Pat and Olin. You guys played in the league for a long time. You are Chicago Bears through and through. If you want to rip mm-hmm. them to the point where you're – you know, where you have regret in the morning, go ahead. You can do that. You have the license. You're a professional, too. My job is to be fair and to try to apply criticism where I think it's deserved and without crossing a line that is, you know, where a line of professionalism. And where that line is, I think we're about as close to it as we can get professionally. Justin Fields does not appear to be the answer. Justin Fields has struggled. This was his 27th NFL start. It sure didn't look like it. He made a decision – and he threw an interception that probably cost the Bears the game. The play calling left a lot to be desired. You need to look at it again in fairness. I just I respect where Jason's coming from. He's speaking as a fan, mm-hmm. but from our vantage point, mm-hmm. from my vantage point, I think that maybe appropriately at the end of the season, there will be time to call for somebody to get fired or replaced. Mm-hmm. But two games into any season isn't that time. No, well, I, I think understand. Pat said early. Pat said early in the show he's going to be hard on Justin Fields this year mm-hmm. when he watches them with, with a critical eye, right? And Pat talked about that, and, and we talked about uh, just that it's not good enough. It's just kind of, uh, you know, it is a continuation. Last year they've lost. I think now it's twelve or thirteen games in a row. It is hard to watch, and you understand where the frustration comes from. But you're not going to do. You're not. You're not going to change your 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 analyst work in week two just because. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want us to call for everybody's head and everybody get fired up there. Right. Olin, I'm with you. Here's the way I look at it. Okay. Been on the radio now 10 years, been in that building 16 years, played football since I've been, what, five or six? I look at it this way. I want to give you my opinion, and I will give you my opinion. Like I said, I will judge Justin Fields hard, and he deserves to be judged hard. I'll judge Matt Eberflus hard. But, Olin, you're right. You can't fire people in week two. So I look at it two ways. And I've been in a building – and involved in the NFL for a long time. You don't just start firing people. I get it. That's what you do on the radio. You fire everybody on the radio. But we're hired to give you an analyst of, uh, be analyst of this Bears team and give you an honest answer of our expertise and our opinions. And my opinion is, oh, yeah, Justin Fields is not good enough. But you can't just fire everybody right now. It's week two. Olin, you're right. Who are you going to hire? 
what are you going to do? You're going to set back the Bears even farther <laughs> if you do that. Like, that's just, that's, sorry, Jason, that was a dumb call to, to, to get honest about all that stuff. I'm going to do my job the way I'm going to do my job, but and that's my belief and, and whatever, but I just, you know, all right, there's my passion for you, buddy. See, I know there's your passion. That's what he's saying. Like, now, you, now you're pointing fingers. Yeah. Now you're getting tough. No, I just, <laughs> but I'm with you, Pat. Look, just, you guys are the consummate pros. You can't and fire everybody. Everything, everything in, in professional life, sports or otherwise, is what is your alternative and how is it better? Yes. And if it's better, then you might make a replacement. If it's not, you, you do a lot of rationalizing. And you do a lot. You, you you show a lot of patience. And right now, the Bears don't have a better alternative at quarterback. They don't have a realistic alternative at offensive coordinator. They're going to have to live with this for now and find a way to get out of it. They dug the whole, this hole for themselves. They're staring at zero three, but they're going to have to figure out a way themselves to get out of what they've created. All right, we got to get to a final break because we're getting more passion and more venting. True. <laughs> Our nightmare, <laughs> they're 0 and 2, and Fields oh. is not playing good. Our nightmare yep. has come true. It has yep. come true. 312 644 6767. Let us know what you think on the Great Clips post game show presented by Toller Mardu, David Hall, Olin Krutz, Patrick Manley for a final segment to wrap things up right here in Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Back with more of the Great Clips post game show. Great Clips, it's going to be great. Presented by Telemore Do. When it's game time, it's Telly time. Now, here are your hosts, Olin Krutz, Patrick Manley, and filling in for Mully, David Haw on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Welcome back. It's the Great Clips post game show presented by Telemore Do. I'm David Haw along with Patrick Manley and Olin Krutz talking about the Bears' 27 17 loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Down in Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. Bears drop to 0-2. Going to squeeze in a few more phone calls and get final thoughts from Olin and Pat. Let's go back to the score listener line and talk to Patrick, who is on the score. Welcome, Patrick. How's it going? Uh, it's going okay. This is for you exclusively, David. You, you've got more bad takes than, than I used to have here. You said earlier... Let's give Justin Fields a chance to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball like he did last year. What was his rec? What was the team's record? Three and fourteen running the ball. Three and four. Well, they were three and fourteen yep. overall. Yep. 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 So what's that going to get you? I, I think. It's, I mean, we, we, I think he was pretty good at he it. Needs Patrick. To stop, he needs to stop uh, playing like um, Michael Vick, and I don't know go for Doug Williams or Warren Moon or somebody. And if he can't do it, they need to get somebody who can. Okay. That's it. That's it? You, you're just stopping at one bad take? We could be here all day if you want to go through all my bad takes. <laughs> if you went through all of our bad takes, we'd be here for a week. That's <laughs> uh, true. It's going to be a long week, guys. Yes, you it know, is. It's going to be a long know, week for a, the Bears. A lot of it, it just, it's just they've lost so much, you know, in the last three or four years. Um We've talked about a lot. They haven't been to the playoffs, Pat, since uh, me and you were in the building, which now is a long, long time ago, right? I mean, uh, so there's going to be frustration all over. There'll be people calling for people's jobs, and and the Chicago Bears just got to find a way to get better. Yeah, Pat. I mean, I think that's what you want them to do is find a way to get better. And and I wonder if this is overstating it. And, you know, in the reaction mode in, in the overreaction phase the first couple hours after a game you're gonna you're gonna think things like this did what happened today how much did it badly how badly did it damage the hope that people have invested in Justin Fields because 
a first-round draft pick in Chicago. We all lived through last year. That's what kept people going yeah. through 3-14. and 14. How much damage did what happened today, the first two games of this season, what did that do to the hope invested in Justin Fields? Well, I think, I think you're hearing it on the radio. I hear it from my friends texting me. I hear it when I read Twitter. We hear it all the time. And I think it really does hurt. And you, t- Owen, you said they just have to get better. You know what the easy fix is? Justin Fields. If he plays better, they get better. If he hits the open receiver, they get better. If he doesn't hold on the ball, they get better. Yes, he needs a better row line. Some of the receivers can catch the ball, but you know, he's helped them out there. But that's the easy fix. The fix of this team is Justin Fields going out there and playing better. You know, the, the talent around him is not great yet. There's no, no, no blue chippers, but that's the answer. He has to play better. Yeah, I mean, it, <coughs> excuse me. And you understand the frustration, right? I mean, mm-hmm. from 2013, the record is 8-8, 5-11, 6-10, 3-13, 5-11, 1-12-4, 8-8, 5-11, 6-10, 3-13, 5-11, 1-12-4, 8-8, 5-11, 1-12-4, 8-8, 5-11, 1-12-4, 
Thanks for making this fun and easy, even if it wasn't always enjoyable because of the outcome. It was, no, it's it was always good, fun working man. with you, man. It was good when the frustration is so bad that they want to fire the post-game host also. So it's all good, man. <laughs> hey, misery you know loves I mean? company. They want us fired. They want yeah. the Bears fired. I, I, I don't blame them. I don't blame them. The frustration <laughs> is real, man. Buccaneers 27, Bears 17. Thank you for listening to the Great Clips post-game show presented by Tullamore Dew. For Olin Krutz and Patrick Manley, I'm David Haas. Stay tuned right here on The Score. We're going to have the post-game from Raymond James Stadium, what Matt Eberflus and players had to say after that. 5.35, it is Cubs pregame. Big game for the Cubs tonight against the Diamondbacks. First pitch at 6.10 on the score in the Xfinity Cubs radio network. This is where you want to be on the score all night for the Cubs, overnight for the reaction to the Bears, and then all day long when the Bears are picked apart, dissected, and we let you vent here on 6.70, the score Thank you for joining us all afternoon. Even though it was a long one, it was a fun one. I'm David Hall. Talk to you in the morning. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.